Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG, former WWE superstar, one half of the illest tag team ever, crime time. Make sure, everyone else, I want you guys to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys and girls is killing it, man. Keep doing your thing. Cheer. More talent testing positive for COVID-19. Fox cancels backstage. The Undertaker's last ride? Hmm, interesting. This week in wrestling and a whole lot more on a brand new edition of Wrestling POV Podcast. today. Yep, you just got me. Your host, Tony Diaz. Um, yeah, everybody decided to take a day off today. <laughs> nah, they're just uh, not uh, here today. They'll be here next week. Um, yeah, it's freaking crazy again. Still a crazy week. Uh, more info going on on what's been going on with the uh, allegations of the assault, the sex assault, and uh, sexual assault. And uh, there's a lot more. Um, I'm going to go with it as best as I can. Let's go. You know what? I'm not going to do a Facebook post this week. But I will go straight into the wrestling news from around the world. Normally, I would say, take it away, Rick. But you know what? I'm not because he's not here. So I'm just going to go straight into the wrestling news from around the world. Yeah, backstage, Fox, they canceled the uh, uh, backstage. Um, but, I mean, there's there's also things that I've been hearing about that um, what the, they're still going to keep it on, but they're only going to do it when uh, WWE has their pay-per-views. So it's almost like uh, right before a football game, I'm assuming, uh, or the playoffs or whatever, you know, like how they do, do it with that. So they're going to be doing that with uh, just the pay-per-views, I heard. Um, I don't know how much true that is, but, um, I mean, the, the, the backstage is only averaging, like, I think, like, two or 300,000 views, you know? I mean, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, it looks like they tried everything, and they, you know, like CM Punk, I think, was their biggest one. But, you know, to try to, you know, upstage that all the time, uh, not good, man. But either way, I mean, at least it's still on the air, I guess, you know. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, more people, they're testing positive for the COVID-19. Renee Young, Caleb Braxton got it twice. Adam Pierce is a producer. And um, uh, that was it. And actually, I just heard this right before I started the show. Um, uh, John Moxley, AEW champion, tested positive for the COVID-19. And uh, they got a match, you know, the, the pay-per-view coming up, uh, which AEW was supposed to uh, tape on July 2nd uh, for the July 8th show. Um, that right now, from what I've been hearing was that uh, they're going to have, um, they've both been separated in their house. They're still in their same house, but they're sleeping in separate rooms. They're keeping, uh, you know, their own distance from each other. So 
uh, to hopefully get over it. They said it lasts about 10 days. Um, for me, that's the first I've heard of it. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, they're saying that if he doesn't show signs of, uh, you know, any symptoms or whatever, that he's as, you know, has a good chance to, um, to, uh, to, to do the taping for the pay-per-view. Um, if not, I'm curious to see and curious to know, uh, where they're going to go with it. What are they going to do? What kind of storyline they're going to go with? Because, uh, this past week on AEW, uh, he was supposed to be there and, uh, he wasn't there. So Taz cut another God awful promo. I don't care what you guys say, but it was a God awful and, uh, you know, making, uh, trying to shed light on why he wasn't there. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Legero and uh, Travis Banks also has been released this week. Um, I've heard of more releases being happening. Um, it's it's unusual to uh, because now I heard because the one thing that people were saying was that um, Tessa Blanchard was released, but they're not. From what I read, it wasn't because of her past allegations. Um, it was because she just failed to obligate her contract, which was to go to, uh, she was supposed to do something. I, I don't know the full details of it. I literally just heard it, uh, right before I did the show. And, um, the, she was supposed to attend a few events, uh, like for tapings and all this other stuff. And she just didn't go. She did. She was a no show. Um, um, what was the other one? I think she was in Mexico, I guess. Uh, she, she's been there this whole time. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. They they fired her. We'll see where she goes. Um, we, I did was on the episode of Quarantine this past week where we talked mainly about the, uh, the, the sexual assaults and the assaults and everything else that's been going on. And uh, it's a very, it was a good episode. It, it's it's something you know, not to bring it down to this show because I want you guys to, to watch the quarantine show. Um, a lot of different points of views, uh, mainly the same. So enjoy that. It was pretty good to watch. Go watch. Go check it out. Uh, it's only a YouTube exclusive and Facebook exclusive. So go check that out. But uh, anyway, Tessa during that episode, uh, we had some breaking news then, and that's when the news broke out that uh, Impact fired her. And um, we were assuming because of that allegation that happened before, but they're saying that no, you know, they're saying it was because she was a no show at these events and da da da. So they stripped her of the title. So, I mean, like I said, we're going to look more into this. I'm going to look more into this and find out exactly what is true. But even then, um, during the quarantine episode, of course, you know, while we were filming, you know, I was looking at the, uh, trying to find comments to see, you know, okay, what was it about? Da, da, da. So, of course, you know, I got angry because I say it every time on the show is that these guys, the minute somebody gets released, their first um, solution is, Oh, they're going to go AEW. They fit better in AEW. Let's come on. Jesus. So, um, which kind of makes sense since her dad is there. So, I, I, I might let that slide. But I don't see WWE picking her up. Um, the, uh, I don't know if AEW will either, to be honest. I mean, it is Tully's daughter. But uh, the allegations in the past, was, I don't know. Might, it might still haunt her. Um but at the same time, they still left the belt on her, too. So we'll find out more. We'll find out more. Um, all right. You know what? That's it for the news.
That's the See how, man, I'm fast. I'm lightning fast. <laughs> All right, but there is more to talk about, though, because we're going to go straight on to the rumors. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, didn't approve any of Paul Heyman's ideas for how to debut Liv Morgan on Raw until the Lana uh, wedding angle was eventually pitched. Now, you know, I've talked about this with AEW, and I will be fair. I'm going to talk about it with WWE. These guys, you know, what is it with the debuts, man? I mean, we haven't seen Liv Morgan in a while because of Ruby uh, Riot getting hurt. And, you know, so it kind of like diminished those, the other two, Sarah Logan. I mean, Sarah Logan was doing a lot of main events, so, but Liv Morgan was supposed to be repackaged and all this other stuff. And I was really looking forward to it. To me, they um, debuted this in the wrong way. I, I didn't like it. I didn't. Uh, I just did not like how they debuted the, the new Liv Morgan. She's very talented. Don't get me wrong. She really is. But the way they did, because this angle, it, the angle went nowhere but at the Lana wedding when they did that. It went nowhere. They they scrapped it out, and then that was it. And then they dropped it. And, and WWE, they love to insult the people's intelligence because now with the whole hacker thing, I know I'm jumping all around, but still, the hacker thing now, they're all of a sudden just going to completely drop that where obviously, you know, we had our suspicions, but I would have to say 90% of the suspicions it was because they were saying that Ali is the one behind it. So obviously that was when, when uh, he was going back to raw, all of a sudden they dropped it because of that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me, man. Come on, man. Oh, anyway, but, th but, that's just a little bit. They've done it before, too, where they would try to do a storyline, then they drop it real quick and then try to act like we're going to forget about it. I was looking forward to seeing how they were going to go with this and seeing if Ali was going to be a heel or a face. Who knows? It looked like it was going to be a heel. Anyway, but with Liv Morgan, that they got a, they got something there and they're ruining it by making her lose. You know, she's been losing a lot of matches. Um, the The... Man, it's just not there. They had it for a little bit, and then it's, like, done. My opinion, um, they, Vince needs to just step back. He really does. He needs to retire. He needs to call it quits and let, let, some, let some fresh people, you know, because it's funny because he, he says that about everything else. Well, we need, you know, let's try to get new talent. Let's try to do this, new, you know. And he's like, I'm not in touch with reality. Well, obviously, dude, you're not. You're not. Not everybody likes the same thing that you like. And that's the reason why I like doing this show. Because it's, it's a different point of view from uh, different, you know, people. Former wrestler, super fan. And we got the boys from Canada. We got Ant. And, you know, so it's, it's where we as people can disagree and still get along. That's the huge, that's the biggest problem with the world today. You know, it really is. And... The reason why I'm saying that is because with politics, everybody's all, all of a sudden getting into politics. And if you like a certain Democratic Party or, or you like a certain politician or, or whatever, it's, it's a big few. It's like, ah, oh, I don't know. For me, it's like, I don't give a damn who you like. If we were cool, if we were friends, we're still going to be friends. With wrestling POV, me and Rick argue all the time. But it doesn't mean I want him off the show or vice versa. There, there was times where he would agree with me and I would agree with him and disagree. And then 
later on he would he would make his statement and i'll be like you know what yeah you're right and i'm a man i'm man enough to do that and, and the rest of the crew they're man enough to do it too so with vince he needs to i know i went out of sorts but vince he needs to be look in the mirror and say you know what i think it's time for me to to retire let let's see what happens here but he's so worried dude you've been doing this for freaking almost 40 years it's time to stop it is it really is because it's it's the product is not there and i hate calling wrestling the product um i hate using that word but it's just not there you need fresh, like Triple H, I'm sorry, Triple H is doing a, a great job with NXT. You don't think he'll be able to do the same thing for, for Raw or SmackDown? Nonetheless, Paul Heyman having the reins to it, or even Eric Bischoff, and, and look how quickly that faded because your, your lack of patience. Well, I'm worried about ratings. Well, you know, come on, man. We, we need to see fresh faces. I love, back in the day, and we had the one quarantine episode, Talking about 1992 Royal Rumble. There was a lot of stars there. And how did that happen? How? They weren't pushing the same guys all the time. Probably with an exception of a few. You know, a couple. You know, Ric Flair, probably one of them. Hogan at the time. Macho. But at the same time, you, there was other talents there that you knew. I was, oh, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in that. You were interested in the whole damn thing. Not just bits and pieces of it. Because you were bored. Or whatever and that's what's happening now vince needs to he just needs to step the f just retire dude finally that was one part of my rumor too <laughs> all right now uh another vince he uh he wants to run uh live television shoots in front of paying fans as early as late july or early august with all this going on with the COVID 19 and um all of a sudden all these people are starting to get uh, testing positive for it you might want to wait a little bit longer. He's rushing it, but at the same time, what I find funny, and this is what I, I laugh at this all the time. Um, I think Rick mentioned about should WWE shut it down. It's it's funny because for me in my eyes, it looks like they're doing it the right way as far as trying to protect, even though they had all these you know positive results. They, they got the pexiglass and all this other stuff, which is fine. I, I see where they're getting at, you know, the social distancing and in the, in the outside. Um, but, but AEW, nobody's even mentioning about that. Are they making it public that a few people tested positive? Probably not because they don't want to put themselves out there. But uh, people are, are, are getting on WWE, and, but AEW's doing the same thing. Get on them for that too. Don't just call it from. Just don't be one-sided about it. Give me a break. But um, but in my opinion, it goes for both AEW and WWE. Just wait, wait. If you have to cancel for a month, I think honestly, in my opinion, number one, it'll, it'll rest up these guys and, and women, gals and gals and guys. It'll rest them up. Number two. I get it that you want to keep entertaining the people while we're at home, but you got to rest. The, this is a good opportunity to rest your guys. It's funny because nobody's saying anything about Roman Reigns where he's at the point of, I'm not coming into work, you know, which he, hey, I don't blame him. And then you got to cut him off certain segments here and there. Give me a break. Come on, man. I was shocked they showed him on SmackDown. 
I really was. I really was. But uh, he's he's one of their top stars, so he's allowed to do that. But anybody else, you know, hey. I know I'm going off in a little tangent. My bad. But um, at the same time, you know, I just think that this is a good time for them to take about a month off. Take a month off. Disinfect the whole performance center, top to bottom. Do it for every day for seven days. <laughs> that way, you, it's almost like brand new equipment, brand new ring, brand new entrance, brand new everything. And let these guys rest up. Because trust, I think the fans will be more into wrestling when you're coming back from a month off than you would still trying to put out something just to show. There's a big difference with that. If you're going to do wrestling, obviously, and me watching it all these years and actually, you know, being a former wrestler myself, I'd rather that you do it safe and be entertaining when you come back than just throwing something out there like that, like SmackDown. Um, of course, I'll go over that later on. Uh, Randy Orton, he is campaigning to work with somebody in NXT, which I think is a good deal because of the simple fact that um, he, he's switching it up, and that's and that's good. I tell you this, Randy Orton for me is such a better heel than he is a babyface. I like him so much better as a heel. Uh, he should be doing this with somebody in NXT. I don't know who. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Um, but uh, he is better as a heel. Um, with the what what happened to Edge the uh, uh, the last pay per view, um, yeah, you got you got to put him in a different storyline. So m- might as well try to do it with somebody in NXT. So I'm all for that. Um, the Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt uh, Swamp fight at Extreme Rules will be a cinematic match, which is going to be cool. Uh, they're saying that is going to be some something similar to. Uh, the Undertaker and AJ Styles match, which is going to be pretty cool. Uh, Bray Wyatt is really heavily involved in this, uh, in creating it. Also with Jeremy Borash and Triple H. They're all going to have a, a little say in this uh, match, cinematic match. I think it'll it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Uh, it keeps The Fiend away for a little bit. It keeps um, that character out of it because they're going with the old school Bray Wyatt, um, which I think is cool. I, I, I see nothing wrong with it. Um, you might disagree and say, well, we want the fiend. No, keep the fiend out as mo- as long as you can and wait for uh, the live crowd. That's my opinion. Um, this could work. I could see it working, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, nothing has come about with the Matt Riddle uh, that WWE hasn't known, and I mentioned this before. Uh, they've known about it for years. Um, he speculates that the latest ag- ag- uh, allegations won't make a difference in his push uh, based on the company's having prior knowledge, but that is a subject to change, obviously, and which it should. I'm not saying that he's innocent. I'm not saying that he's guilty. I like to see where the evidence is and the facts. Uh, Rick is is close to this because he knows uh, the, the person personally, um, well, professionally also. Uh, so, so that's what makes this tough for me is because, you know, I don't want to discredit anybody's allegations at all, but if did Matt Riddle do this because he knew it might come back to haunt him, that's a good question to, to ask, or is it for money? Is it for, you know, to try to get their name pushed out there or, or something? I don't know. I really don't know. 
I'm not going to discredit anybody's allegations. At the same time, we do got to, you know, the innocent until proven guilty. I got to bring back Enzo. I got to bring, I guess, Velveteen Dream is now back in the picture, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, yeah, Enzo was one of them. He was alleged, it was alleged, and he fought it, and all of a sudden it got squashed. But meanwhile, his reputation got tarnished. He, he got fired from his job, and he's trying to put out a rap album, which is god awful. But at the same time, do you, I don't know. Is there more details to this? I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure there is. Um, but I'm, I got to just throw this out there. If, you, if, if, if there's allegations out there, um, like I'll, I'll bring back the whole Enzo case. And they gave you hushed money. Would you really take that hush money? Like seriously, would you really take that hush money? Is it really that? If that's the case, then it's like, no, that you want to push this as far as you can to let people know that they're not going to get away with it. Don't take that hush money. If it is hush money, I'm just saying, I don't know. Nobody knows, but I've heard about, you know, they probably paid them off. Well, why did they take the money? Why? It's, 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 I don't know. If somebody can explain it to me, please do. Uh, also, you know, stolen related topic, Tony Cervani initially said that he thinks that Samir Guevara, uh, his suspension will last four weeks. Um, about 20 minutes into the interview later, he found out from somebody in, uh, from the office, uh, reminded Tony that Guevara's suspension length is indefinite. So who knows how long he's going to be out now? Now it's, 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 uh, I saw this comment, um, someone posted it wasn't on our page. I found it somewhere else. You should have posted it on page that we can talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it now. Um, they're saying that they don't think it's right that Sammy Guevara was uh, suspended without pay. Um, they didn't. I didn't hear about how long his suspension was going to be. But they were saying that he's he's suspension without pay. He's got to go to sensitivity classes. He did publicly apologize to Sasha Banks for what he did. Was it immaturity on his end? Yeah, very much so. Um, but at the same time, I'm sorry to say, me as a parent, I would I would always I would never teach my kids to say something as heinous as that. Number one, I would let them know you can't just say that, dude. What the hell? No. But either way. It's neither here or there in this case as with Sammy, but what people were, were, I don't want to say complaining, but they were saying like, wait a minute, he just said something while Jimmy Havoc actually did something and he's still from, and, and this could be false. I don't know, but they're saying that he's still getting paid. They sent him to rehab and, uh, for an undisclosed amount of time, um, where, why is that fair? Um, why'd they do that for Jimmy Havoc and not for um, Sammy Guevara? Shouldn't he still get paid and all this other stuff? So my question goes out to all you guys. Which one is fair? Which one was fair? The fact that, um, that uh, Sammy Guevara is suspended without pay and he has to go through all this stuff where Jimmy Havoc actually assaulted somebody. Assaulted. And, and got sent to rehab. Is that really fair? I don't know. To me, uh, but that's the other question. Where does the punishment fit the crime? Um, Sammy Guevara's 
uh, words, what he chose to use as words, wasn't really that much of a, a harsher crime than what Jimmy Havoc did. And that's a lot of people out there are questioning that. And they're saying, you know, why, why is this happening? Why did he um, get a harsher punishment than Jimmy Havoc? And this is all under the AEW umbrella, too. So it's not like from two different companies. So this is going to be, uh, I think, a topic that uh, I want to discuss further and, and see what everybody else thinks. Um, but that's it. That's, that's all I got for the rumors. Uh, injury. Uh, Charlotte Flair uh, is going to undergo sur- uh, uh, surgery. And uh, they're saying that she's going to be back by SummerSlam. But then it got turned around. And uh, they're saying that it's going it, to, she won't, probably won't be back for SummerSlam. So we'll see where that goes. All right, it is time for the hot tag news of the week. Uh, the Undertaker's Last Ride uh, documentary ends with him seemingly retiring. If this is indeed the Phenom's Last Ride, what about his uh, illustrations career, uh, illustrious career, sorry, uh, made an impact on you? Uh, for me, before I read these comments, for me, he was always scary. He was always unpredictable. As as time went on, I will say this, and this is where a lot of wrestlers out there could learn, could learn from, is that as time went on with The Undertaker, he always rejuvenated himself, changing up the look a little bit. Because if you see, he had different names of The Undertaker, the American Badass Undertaker, the Ministry Undertaker. <laughs> you know, that you know, It was so... Cool to watch the progress of The Undertaker, but we also saw uh, the demise of The Undertaker in his matches. He was getting old. It was like he was getting tired. He couldn't barely, he could barely get up. He was at the point to where he was wrestling once a year, and everybody would always say they talk about his entrance, but you know, that, that it takes him five minutes to get into the ring. <laughs> um, but that that was part of his character. He was always like that. But at the same time, you got to see it as as he was go as time went on. He was always rejuvenating himself. The look was changing. He went from the purple and black uh, and the little makeup underneath the eyes to make him look dead, but it looked like two black eyes, to the longer hair, and he dyed it black and wearing the hat, the, the leather hat, the leather coat, uh, changing up his ring attire. I've always said this, that uh, your your attire, your, your gimmick was always everything. Uh, if you were a heel, yeah, you need to be in dark colors because that distinguishes you as a heel. If you were a baby face, you wear those light colors or vibrant colors or flamboyant colors to show that you were a baby face, you know. And with the Undertaker, it was different. Even when he was a he was a, a, a heel, he was still being treated as a baby face. Even when he was a, a baby face, he was still treated as a heel because he was still scared of what he would do. It was it's just amazing how. I haven't watched the last ride yet, and I will this week, and we'll probably talk more about it soon. But just it amazes me how the whole his whole entire career was rest in peace, or he would have that dark voice, the deep voice, and then you listen to him talk. He was a good old Texas boy. <laughs> 
So, but my memory of The Undertaker, for me, the one that always stuck out was just the match that he had with Mick Foley, the infamous Hell in a Cell match. I don't think that'll ever get topped. I don't, I don't think it'll ever get done with all the, the, the restrictions now and, and no hits to the head, no blows to the head and all this other stuff that's been going on. I don't ever see it happening. I really don't, unless it's in the, somewhere in the NDC. Uh, Sean Nixon, he said the longevity of it, the fact that, hey, I just said that. The, fa- the fact that you don't really hear stories about him being difficult or selfish. He was tough, but always wanted the next group of guys and even the peers in his own locker room to be great. Accountable, respectful, and uh, respectable. Uh, he also went on and said he wanted and asked to work guys like Lesnar, Shane, Jeff Hardy, Roman Reigns, and AJ Styles. So, And you know what? He has every right to. As long as he's been in the business, yeah, he, he can pick and choose on who he wants to, to wrestle. But uh, he was he wanted to throw a show. He wanted to entertain people. He wanted to entertain the fans, which is every wrestler should be like that. Uh, Dalton Riley, he said, every single moment he is truly the greatest wrestler of all time. And, and I wouldn't argue that. Uh, some people might. I don't know. But uh, he, he, he's up there. He is definitely up there. Shannon Bill said he was always a, sp- uh, a spectacle. As a child, I watched and cheered and marveled in his entrance and presence, but it wouldn't be until the mid- early mid-2000s that you saw him in his wrestling prime. Guys like Edge, HBK, Lesnar, the SmackDown run was absolute gold that I feel most people overlook, and that was the American Badass gimmick that he did. Um, I think it took away from... The whole Undertaker gimmick. I think it really did. Uh, but uh, it still was it was still cool because it was a different side of the Undertaker that we saw. He never got rid of the name. He was still the Undertaker. He was just the American Pass Undertaker. Clay Cummins, he said the best character WWE has ever had. A guy non-wrestling fans would know, which is true. Uh, when you say you, or think WWE, you think of a, of the dead man. He had had a huge impact on my love for pro wrestling. One of the guys that I saw in the main event on TV as a kid. Sad to see him retire, but it really was time for him to go. And like he did against AJ, really was awesome. Thank you, Taker. Uh, Josh Sanders, he said the Undertaker is the GOAT. The character was generally uh, him through the darkest of the dark. Times the Undertaker was a badass that we cheered for him to take the souls and make his enemies rest in peace. He also went on to say the Undertaker threw a tape ball away and, and swished it and said, Kobe, that was the best part of the documentary. <laughs> I didn't know that. I got to watch it. I do. I do got to watch it. It's just, I got a lot going on right now. So, but that, you know, that just goes to show the character of the Undertaker. Okay, um, he was the locker room leader too. He he was. Uh, he was. I guess the, uh, they called him the judge because when there would be some some uh, altercations or whatever in the locker room, uh, he would he was the last person. He was the last person to, that everybody would do their complaints to. Um, it, it was it was a really a good run for the Undertaker. Uh, I don't think it's over. And I'll explain why later on on This Week in Wrestling. Right now, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, 
just like I said, we got this week in wrestling. What's going on? This is your NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Leo Rush. Make sure you listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys absolutely rock. You're incredible. From the man of the hour, Leo Rush. Hi, uh, I'm WWE Superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to Wrestling POV Podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! All right, we are back. And let's go straight into This Week in Wrestling. I know I was supposed to do the whole, what's that called again? The Pro Wrestling Tees. But I, that's not my part. Rick does that part, so don't don't yell at me. But uh, let's go straight into This Week in Wrestling with Raw Notes. The highest point for me of Raw was Street Profits versus the, Ry- the Viking Raiders. The Viking. Um, now, the reason why, I, and I gave this a three and a half. The reason why I gave it a three and a half is because the attack by Garza and Andrade, I love. It was a good segment for me. That was a really good segment because uh, now Garza and Andrade it looks like they're going to be a tag team for the tag team gold against the Street Profits, and I'm really looking forward to that. Maybe the Viking Raiders can take some time off because we mentioned earlier on the show or a different episode about the fact that uh, they they kind of humanized the Viking Raiders. Uh, they were a badass group, and then all of a sudden they're, they're turned into a comedy skit. So uh, hopefully that'll happen. I don't know if it will, but we'll see. Uh, another three I gave was the Asuka versus Charlotte. I thought that was a good match. I liked where the storyline went, but then, of course, it was a way to send Charlotte off to get her surgery, but uh, that was the second highest. The lowest I had was Akira Dasawa versus R-Truth. Match didn't really start because of Lashley. Well, where are they going with this? I gave it a one. It was terrible. Uh, it was you had Lashley in the in the in the title picture, and uh, oh hi, and uh, all of a sudden you got him doing this with Archie. Don't make him twenty four seven champion. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Uh, that, that'll be stupid. Uh, the, the another low. I, I and I'm high on Liv Morgan, but the match she had with Natalia, I gave that a one too. Uh, a side note, and uh, which is going in the book this week, is Dolph's Something About Mary's Hightail is going in the book. I'm sorry, what the hell was you doing, Dolph? That was ridiculous, but what happens? He gets put right into the title picture. Unbelievable. But I did hear that, um, that we're going to pair Dolph with Sonya Deville to help her with promos and everything else. And when they looked at it and, and Sony was, has been knocking it out the park. I give her that much. Uh, that's when they decided to say, you know what, uh, Dolph, just go to Raw. She's good. So that was pretty cool. Um, there was a lot of things that happened during Raw. Uh, Raw was pretty productive for the most part, uh, but I gave it a 1.95 this week. Wasn't really the greatest. That was, like I said, the Street Profits was Viking Raiders, and then the attack by Garza and Andrade. That I thought that was. I like that. I like it because it was starting a whole new storyline, which is very well should have been. Uh, let's go to NXT POV. Uh, the highest point for me uh, in NXT it was Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. Uh, I gave that a three. I'm really impressed with this Santos Escobar character and the faction that he's forming. Um, some people don't agree with it, I heard. They're saying, oh, it's too much like cartelish and da da da. No, that, when, when, on, uh, not Andrade, uh, who's the other one that was with Paige? Ugh, uh, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about. 
when he did it, uh, El Patron, him, uh, when he did it, it was, that was kind of similar to, to, in my opinion, that was kind of similar to like cartelish type stuff. Alberto Del Rio, that's who it is. Um, so don't give me that shit. So this here is done a little bit differently. They're wearing the suits and they're taking, and I, I like it. I like this a lot. I gave it a three. Uh, another match I gave it three was Bronson Reed versus Karrion Cross. They, they got something with Karrion. Um, like I said, he's 6'4", and I didn't really, he doesn't look 6'4", but he was treating Bronson Reed like a rag doll. Love this match. I gave, I also gave it a three. Just the, just the whole vibe of it was, it was there, man, and I, I enjoyed the, every bit of it. The lowest point of NXT was Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, and I'm a huge fan of Caden Carter. I hated doing this. Versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. The right people won. I'm not going to lie. The right people did win. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Because they really got to show. And, and, and I heard Raquel was a basketball player in high school too. Uh, I think she's 5'8", five, 5'9", five, maybe maybe taller. I don't know. Um, but uh, she's they got to put her in the right storyline too. And protect her too because she's a big girl. Uh, but I gave the match a 1.5. I wasn't really into it. Um, but at, like I said, I know it sounds asinine, but it, the right people did win. Uh, another low point for me was Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis. Um, I gave it a 1.5. Just wasn't invested in it. Um, the one thing I will say, because um, there was a, a few point fives, uh, 1.5s on this show, but the one thing I will say is the Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest and Cameron Grimes winning, they're slowly destroying Damian Priest. They got something there with Damian Priest. And they you cannot have him lose to somebody like Cameron Grimes. He was growing on me. I ain't going to lie. Cameron Grimes was. But against Damian Priest, really? No. No. If this was like a feud, I can understand. And having it, it not Damian lose right away, but... Have it all the way go to the pay-per-view where Cameron Grimes would have the upper hand on, on Damian Priest all the time. Then on the pay-per-view, then that's when Damian would win. But you had him lose on TV? And I get it. You know, they've shown the injury, and that's why he lost. Oh, come on, no. Uh, anyway, I did give uh, NXT a 2.14. What, still wasn't a bad show. Still wasn't a bad show. Um, AEW, Dynamite. Yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm, I said it. Uh, a couple of high points for me was Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. I gave it a two and a half. I thought that was a good match, considering with everything going around there. Um, it was good. I thought it was good. Uh, a second uh, 2.5 was uh, SCU versus FTR. Bunch of letters in that, bitch. Uh, I gave it a two and a half. I did enjoy the match. The lowest point for me. Uh, and I know I've been on him, and I'm still going to continue to get on him, was the Cody uh, press conference with Jack Hager, or Jake Hager, whatever they are calling him. Um, now, as a side note, I have, so they do a press conference with Cody, so he's making himself bigger than the title. The reason why I say that is because it does seem that way. He's going out every week saying that I'm going to defend this everywhere. And then, and then what cracks me up is that during the, uh, the press conference, he comes out and says, uh, the title isn't finished, but I love it still. This is the incomplete. Like, he's still trying to justify that horrendous title. Give me a break. Cody, that's what you wanted. 
admit it. Okay, don't don't come out and be like, oh no, this is the way it was supposed to be. No, fuck that. Get out of here with that bullshit. You're wrong. Anyway, that was my rant. That was my quick rant. And then, of course, uh, the replacement for Sammy Guevara against Matt Hardy. It was Santana, and uh, it wasn't a bad match. I mean, AEW wasn't that bad, but I, uh, my records, I have it at a one point six three. So the Wednesday Night Delight, it was NXT versus uh, AEW. NXT is up 23 to AEW's 11. Uh, the global guys, they all voted AEW, so it don't even matter what I say, even if Rick was on the show. he's It still wouldn't matter if we both picked NXT. I thought for the most part, honestly, they were almost tied. In the ratings, though, NXT did beat AEW this week. Uh, I'm gonna, I gotta remind myself, but I will start uh, announcing the ratings between the two, and then probably all, all four shows I might do it for. Um, because I always complain about it anyway. Uh, people saying that AEW's great, and da da da. And I always say, when they start beating Raw, SmackDown, then okay, but they, like back and forth with NXT. So what's that tell you? Um, so yeah, so uh, AEW wins it this week. So now they're uh, they got their twelfth win this year against NXT with twenty three. Uh, let's go into the SmackDown breakdown. Oh my God, SmackDown! And and I heard conflicting stories. That they like because if you notice the AJ Styles versus um, Drew Gulak didn't happen. Um, that was because of the whole everybody testing positive. Not everybody, but you know, a few people testing positive for the COVID nineteen. So I I don't know whose call that was, but then all of a sudden they decided to do an Undertaker tribute throughout this whole SmackDown. Uh, the first segment, I gave it a 0.5 because I'm like, okay, you guys wasted oh, damn near an hour. Uh, I think it was like 40 minutes of this. Um, this could have been shown on freaking Fox. Instead, they did it. On, well, it was on Fox, but I'm talking about Fox Sports. But instead, you, you did it. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. But that was the lowest point. The highest point for me, it was Jeff Hardy versus Baron Corbin. I really enjoyed this match. I, you know, as much as we get on Jeff Hardy, he is talented. He still is talented. Like, you can tell he's still hurt. But even with Corbin, I, we've been saying this for a while with Corbin, which is that he, they got to give the guy some wins. You guys are trying to have him as a super heel. But he's been losing just about every damn match that he has. Come on, man. Y'all can't be doing that. If, if you're trying to make him a serious character, don't have him lose all these matches. I wouldn't have not been mad if he would have beaten Jeff Hardy in this. I really wouldn't. Um, as a side note, too, I have is that all this talk that Corbin was doing about The Undertaker, poking fun at him and all, all this other stuff, does that really mean that the Undertaker is not retired? That he is going to come back in some kind of capacity? Because you got to think about it. We said this earlier. Uh, well, during WrestleMania, Th the cinematic match that he had with AJ Styles just uh, extended <laughs> the Undertaker's career about another five or ten years. <laughs> because that's all he can do. That's all he can do. At shit, nobody's going to know the difference. Nobody. So. Could this be a way for 
uh, Undertaker to have longevity in wrestling? Because <laughs> according to Rick, and I didn't even know this, is that the reason why was because <laughs> the, the divorce, why his ex-wife almost took all his money. So he's all, he needed money. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? He might be officially retired. Um, he could pull a Brett Favre. Who knows? But um, uh, a side note, too. Nikki Cross. And, and Rick's not a fan of Nikki Cross, but I am. Uh, but to fight uh, <laughs> Bailey at Extreme Rules pay-per-view, I think this will be pretty interesting. I think it will be pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And it's good for her. Good for her. I thought Lacey was going to win it, and I think they did that on purpose. Um, but it was a good. It wasn't a bad SmackDown, but it wasn't a great SmackDown either. Uh, the first forty-five minutes or forty minutes of SmackDown was a big waste. It was a big waste. Overall, I gave SmackDown a one point seven five, so just barely under Raw. Um, so uh, speaking of, which is the uh, the battle between NXT Raw and SmackDown. Right now, we have Raw up 7 to NXT's 3 and to SmackDown's 1. Last year, when we did this, it's a full year, and SmackDown only uh, had 7 wins. That's not a good... uh, No, that's not good. And they're starting off slow. This week, they're not winning it for me. Um, This week, I'm going to go with NXT with the win and uh, Raw at 2nd. And um, SmackDown on third. Um, so they're up now. Eight. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Raw still up. Seven to NXT's four. And uh, SmackDown was still one. So, uh, you know what? I think it's time for the book. Uh, so, basically what I do. Y'all ready for this? Basically what I do is that I say the most. We put the most ridiculous. Say the most. You know what? I'm going to start all over. Can I start all over, please? Would y'all forgive me on this one? Sure. Okay. I love you guys. All right. So now, basically, what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling, and uh, we put it in the book just to get a good laugh, to get a good laugh, haha, and and just crack up because there's a, there is a lot of things that happen, and we are a type of comedy show that we point these things out, and it is funny. So, uh, with that being said, I'm gonna be calling the shots on this bad boy. Sam Rhymes go fuck yourself stays. Kofi's Goldilocks stays. Garza's cousin Speedo stays. Liv Morgan's Cage Wedgie stays. Coronavirus still stays because it's fucking everybody up. Fidel Cody, I want to keep it in there because it's hilarious. Um, Jeff Hardy's one gallon dehydrated piss jar stays. You know, that's a long thing to say, but it's hilarious. So it stays. Uh, Sam Guevara's something about Mary hair. Now. Uh, if you can hear me erasing it, it's because I'm taking it off the book because in light of what happened, uh, I really don't want to mention him. I don't uh, unless, until we see and hear uh, progress, so to speak. And if, by me saying that, I'm meaning that there's more that he's got to do, in my opinion, uh, to show uh, his sincerity, to show that he is apologetic. To show that he means what he says. So that's why I'm taking it out. Even though he did do the right thing by apologizing. And, you know, they're sending him to sensitivity class and all this other stuff. Maybe that'll, you know, give him a little kick in the ass to be like, hey, 
you can't be doing this stuff. So, you know, change it up. Change it up. Uh, Kenny Omega's shorts, it stays. MVP's older bro suit. <laughs> That'll stay. Mandy's acting. That's going to stay. And the new entrant into the book, Doll Something About Mary's Hightail. You guys see what I did there? I took one off just to add the other. That's how I roll in the Shire. Anyway, that is it for the book. Uh, no guesses today, but I am going to play a song from my playlist. Uh, of course, I have over a trillion songs on my phone. Uh, we had a quarantine episode where after the show, I actually had to show all the guys on quarantine that I did actually have all the songs. And I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because I have all these wrestling songs out there. And it's just the way that we... Uh, uh, you know, right off into the sunset until next week, where we'll give you guys more content on, on wrestling and what's happening. Check us out on our Facebook page. If you have any questions or comments, put them on there. We'll talk about it on the show. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to play a song. That's it. You can guess what it is. It's going to be random, so I won't even know. I mean, I'm going to see it, so <laughs> that's why I'm not going to play along. But that's just how we are. we're going to ride off to the sunset until next week. With that being said, I am your host, Tony Diaz, rocking it by myself this week. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. We'll talk to you later. Have a safe week, okay?